My name is Sarah Rose, and I believe women should live a rich life. You are listening to the Embodied Woman Podcast, where we ignite new levels of prosperity, pleasure, purpose, and passion so you can live turned on and in your power. It's time to make waves, Rebel. Hello, my loves. Oh, wow. This is the final episode of The Embodied Woman in 2022. Who else is feeling like, holy shit, like, how how did I make it through this year? (laughs) But then it's also like, of course, I made it through this year. Um, I am really excited for... I'm excited to be recording this podcast because I feel like I have been creating, sorry if you hear me clicking, I'm trying to light some um, Palo Santo. Um, I feel like I've been creating creating an archive of lessons literally since January, February. And I remember every single lesson that I was learning every everything that I was going through and I'd be I'd bring it up to my team we would add it to this archive because I knew that I was going to be recording this podcast like from the very beginning of the year I knew that this year was going to be filled with lessons and that I had to make sure that I was keeping very intentional track of everything that I learned and everything that opened my eyes and expanded me in 2022. So that's what this podcast episode is all about. I will say this is probably going to be the most valuable podcast of the entire year. There is so many important things that I have to share with you that I know if you really like hear them, really hear them on a soul level, your entire life will change. So I'm so excited. Let me try to get this Palo Santo lit. I don't know why my lighter is just like, there we go. Okay. I'm doing it like on my laptop. That's not a good idea. Okay. So as I'm lighting this and dropping into what needs to come through, um, just some announcements. We are still enrolling for the Embodied Mastermind. And this is the mastermind of a freaking lifetime. Like I was going through it yesterday because we had another inquiry and I was getting it sent over all the details to her. And every day that I talk about it more, the more sold on this experience that I get. So this is a five-month mastermind with the intentions, a five-month mastermind with a three-day experience with the intentions of um, community, first and foremost, exposure to your brand, um, creating more sales, making more money and leaving a wider and deeper impact. And the women that are already inside of this container are really up to big things. And so I'm being really intentional with who else is going to be in this space. I want women who are ready to go 
big, who are freaking done playing small. And there is so much included in this mastermind. So obviously you get the five month of five months of masterminding. You get a three day in-person experience that includes a photo shoot in a really high-end studio and the two day access to embodied live my first ever conference ticket. And to make it even spicier, you will also be on the panel at Embodied Live to get even more exposure to you and your business. I'm so excited about it. You're also going to get access to my operations business manager to help scale and streamline the back end of your business to set you up for quantum scaling. You're going to be working with a creative director. So that way, the photo shoot that you are going to have once you're here in Denver, Colorado at the event, you're going to know exactly how to capture the essence of your soul aligned brand. You're also going to have some other goodies like uh, private mentorship with me. You're also going to get access to my, my sales and money course and um, a whole bunch of other goodies. Voxer support is also included. It's a very all inclusive approach to scaling your business. So if you are feeling called to work with me and you're being called to go all in and go big in your business in 2023, and you want a space and container that really like checks all the boxes to help you in that, get inside the embodied mastermind. And this is the only way to work with me in Q1 and probably Q2, but I can't speak too far ahead. Q1 for sure. This is the only way to work with me. So if you want more exposure to your brand, if you want and are craving a community, if you want to start going bigger in your impact, if you want to start speaking on stages, if you're just done playing small, this is going to be the place to be. So hopefully I'll see you there. And if you're not interested in the mastermind, all good. Still meet me in Denver, Colorado, April 1st and April 2nd at my first ever in-person event, Embodied Live, where we are going to ignite new levels of power, prosperity, and purpose. I really can't wait to see you there. And the theme that I'm really playing with for the conference and for the mastermind in 2023 as a whole is going big and not letting anything stop you. So if you want to be a part of that, come be a part of this. (laughs) Okay. So those are the announcements. Now it's time to get into the lessons of 2022. So I'm sharing with you 22 lessons. So take notes. We're going to be here for a while. The first ones that I want to share with you are more like strategical and logistical lessons that I learned as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And um, they were hard lessons to learn, but it's also one of those things that I needed to learn all of these so that I could improve my business model and run a business that's more aligned and more impactful and more efficient. So let's go through those first. The first lesson, and I learned this in January and February, is if you have big money goals for your business, which I'm assuming you do, don't launch back-to-back low-ticket offers. So some backstory. In January, I launched Standout Creatrix, which was a like a crash course, crash course on social media. And I called it like a glow up for your Instagram. And that was 
fairly low ticket. And then I launched my men and money membership, which honestly was, uh, I guess another lesson in this is memberships are freaking hard. You guys, like, I don't think I did it correctly, but they were hard and I really over gave. And I think there's a difference between over giving and over delivering. Um, anyway, so I launched two back-to-back ticket, low ticket offers. And then in Q1, I was like, where's all my money? (laughs) What's happening? Why didn't I reach six figures in quarter one? Like I was very confused. And then I was like, well, kind of makes sense, Sarah, because you launched two really low ticket offers back-to-back. So from a strategic standpoint, if you have big money goals, launching two low ticket offers back to back, maybe not the best move. And then speaking on that um, over delivery or over giving piece, you do not need to over give, but you do need to over deliver. Um, over delivery is like people are wowed at how much you poured in and the energy you poured in and how much you showed up. And then over give over giving is from a place of, I don't feel enough. And so therefore I'm going to give, 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 but then I'm going to end up feeling resentful. And that's what ended up happening in the mastermind, not the mastermind, the money men and money membership. And so no longer felt aligned and I released it. All right. Lesson number two is, (laughs) This is a really, this is still a hard lesson. This is a hard pill to swallow. Do not deliver services until payment is rendered. So I don't mean don't offer payment plans. I offer payment plans and I love them. They create incredible residual income. They give people more access, an accessible way to work with me. I love payment plans. It creates compound income. I love payment plans. However, If you have a client who does not pay, who stops paying you, you have to stop delivering services. And this was probably one of the most like challenging lessons strategically for me to, uh, for me to have this year, because I put, I put a lot of trust in my clients because I think that they are incredible people because I know how I show up as a client and I show up in integrity. I show up in an open heart. I show up with payments on time. Um, and so I just assumed that everyone was that way and it's not the case. Um, I put a little bit too much trust and, I didn't listen to my intuition because I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to people please essentially. And I continue to give service without being paid and they continue to take service without paying on because of my end, I let them, but, um, I let them do that. Right. So I take full responsibility for that, but I'm still out almost $5,000 because of that. Right. And you guys know, like, I'm keeping it so transparent. Like this entire year, I've keep, kept it so real with you guys, but I haven't shared this specific experience that I had, but I think it is important for full transparency and disclosures is the fact that there are people out there who will take and won't won't care to, um, 
aren't in integrity. Let's just say that. <laughs> so um, that was a really hard experience. But again, it was a lesson that I needed to learn so that I could share it with all of you and share it with all of my clients that you get to respect yourself and that person enough to not render services until payment has been made. Okay. All right. Um, lesson number three is don't rely just on Instagram. You guys have heard me talk about this before, so I won't go too much into it, but, um, Instagram is just one platform and you don't have control over it. You don't have control over the algorithm. You don't have control over, um, when it shuts down or when it just decides to delete your shit, like you don't have control over it. So don't just rely on it. Um, and relationships over algorithm every single day. Like I have scaled my business so much through relationships instead of how many people are seeing my content. So, um, yeah, not relying on Instagram for ever. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, next one is you can have a plan in your business, but don't be married to it. Because what I will say is everything for me changed in 2022, everything and nothing went according to my plan and not from a bad place, but from a place of my desires changed, um, my awareness opened and evolved. And I, I realized where I didn't like how my business was running and how things were working. And I didn't like a lot of it. And I didn't like the fact that I didn't like it because that was in the plan, <laughs> you know, like I had a plan and I was like, why, why is it not working? Why is this changing? But it needed to, because I needed to get more aligned with my desires and what I actually wanted. So I think that you can have a plan. I think it's important to have a plan and have like a vision on where you're going, but do not be married to it. Let it change. Let it evolve. Let it shift. Okay. All right. Next one on the more um, strategical side of things. This one is specific to scaling. And then we're going to get more into like the life lessons that will really change your life. When you are scaling, oh, less is more. And I think that this is really people don't get this. I didn't get this. I thought, I thought that if I wanted to scale, I had to do more, have more and actually doing more and having more. Um, and when I say having more, I mean like having more options for people. It actually ended up, um, diluting my impact. And, and you guys have probably seen the amount of stuff that I have launched in 2022. It was insane. I remember listing it out to, um, with my, my operations business manager, McLovia. I remember listing it out with her and we were both like, what the fuck? Like, no wonder I didn't scale to the capacity that I wanted to scale because look at how much I had going on. I was depleted, right? Energetically. My audience was probably confused AF. The impact, because I was spreading myself too thin with all these different things, the impact of each thing wasn't as potent as it could have been 
if I was really just harnessing and harnessing in on a couple really important things, right? Like the impact was so not as strong as it could have been because I was really throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what stuck. And I think there's a time and a place, like, for example, I needed to go through that, that season of like throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what stuck to find out what did stick and to figure out what wasn't working for me or what I didn't like. However, if your intention is to scale, you need to already have that very fucking clear. You need to have that like down. So you can't scale and be trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, But doing less really is more because if I, I know that if I, and now that I'm going into 2023, I'm offering much less and really putting my focus on my deep, deep and most important desires and priorities and everything else can wait and everything else takes a backseat because if I try to do everything all at once, it's not going to happen. My desires are not going to manifest and I'm not going to leave the impact that I actually want to live. So if you are in a season of scaling, my recommendation is pick like two to three things and go all in on those. Everything else can wait. (laughs) Don't do too much. That was honestly the biggest, the biggest strategy lesson for sure. I remember at one point I was launching and like talking about five different things at once. Yeah. And even just saying that out loud, five different things at one time. That's so crazy. Like, of, of course they didn't get as big of a result as I was hoping because I was so like confusing my, my audience and my energy was scattered. Of course. Right. So biggest lesson of the year in business, 100%. (laughs) Okay. Let's start to get more into the life lessons because I had a lot of them this year, y'all. So what number are we at? One, two, three, four, five. Okay. We're going into six. If you are in a void, surrender to it. I spent a lot of 2022 in what I call the void. Um, and the void is is like limbo. It's in the in-between. It's in the uncertainty. And I recorded an entire episode about like falling in love with the mystery of life. So, and that's kind of like really specific to the void. I would listen to that episode if you are in the void right now. But ultimately... What I didn't realize was it was in the void where all of the lessons were. And instead of embracing the void, I resisted the void and it ended up lasting much longer than it really needed to (laughs) because I was resisting it so much. But when you surrender to the void, that's where your answers live. That's where the clarity lies. So for anyone who's like in that void right now where you're in the in-between, you're not fully that version of you yet, but you're not willing to fully step into her, 
like let yourself be in that phase you will get so many lessons so many answers and so much fucking clarity all right so just don't forget that the next lesson number seven is kind of going off of that void if you want to become that next level version of you you've got to be willing to let go of who you were and this is not an easy process it comes with a lot of grief and fear and a lot of ego because the thing is is the version of you that you are today got you really fucking far she got you to stand and listen to listen to this podcast right now she got you to where you are so there's a piece of you that's like proud and grateful and attached to who you are now but who you are now is not going to be the version of you who gets you to where you're going next and so you've got to let yourself release her release who you are so you can step into who you are meant to be It's that old saying, your old life is going to cost you, your new life is going to cost you your old one. And that's exactly this. You've got to be willing to let go and give yourself time to like grieve that version of you so you can fully fucking step in. Let yourself be willing to become this next version of you because she's got big things in store. Okay. Number eight is sometimes everything has to fall apart in order for you to rebuild. Another really hard pill to swallow for me this year, guys. And maybe you're with me. So um, (laughs) while I was spending time in the void, um, a lot of my plans that I spoke about earlier completely started to crumble. And my ego was like trying to grasp on for dear life because I was so afraid of fully like letting go. But my soul knew that on the, on the other side of really letting go, there was going to be so much more alignment and so much more magic and so much more prosperity and so much more impact. Um, But it ain't fucking easy to let the plan that you had imagined fall apart. But once it does, and once you just trust the process and fall in love with the unfolding, on the other side, you're like, ah, I get it now. I get why everything had to fall apart. I get why I had to learn the lesson of that one client not paying me and realizing that I didn't want to run my business that way anymore. I understand why I had to have a um, one of my smallest launches of the embodied coach. Like I understand now, like it was because I was supposed to let everything fall apart so that I can rebuild in a more aligned way. So if you are in a season right now of feeling like everything is starting to fall apart, clients are starting to break contracts. People aren't signing up to your offers. And you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like what, what's going on? Maybe it's your invitation to let it fall apart so that you can build something of your high that's actually in service of your highest good all right number nine this is important 
write this one down. Who you surround yourself with matters. Like it really fucking matters. If you are surrounding by surrounding yourself with people who keep you small, who have lack conversations, who don't value the same things that you value in this next version of yourself, you're, you're going to stay small. You're going to stay stuck. So you need to make sure going into 2023 that you are surrounding yourself with people who expand you and serve your next level. Hang out with people who you're the smallest in the room. The smallest. I use that very like, you know, lightly because everyone's equal. We love that. But like, again, like you've got to be in rooms where you feel like, oh shit, like I want to become that. She's got that. She's showing me what's possible. Like this being the small one and still being willing to pull up a seat at that table to be expanded. This matters. Community matters. Community amplifies everything, whether it's good for you or bad for you. If you are surrounding yourself with people who are not, are bad for you, I'm just going to say it bluntly, then that is going to be amplified in your life. But if you are surrounding yourself with people who are good for you and your next level, that's going to get amplified and time is going to collapse. You've got to get into rooms of people who really, really support you, celebrate you, and fucking expand you. I cannot stress this enough. And I'm so excited that I'm actually now the one creating the rooms for you to be in at Embodied Live. Every single woman in there will expand you. Every single woman has a story to share, has a journey that they're on, has um, problems that they've overcome and adversity that they've faced, especially, I mean, everyone there, but especially the, the stories this, of the speakers you're going to hear and the facilitators, like you will be so wildly expanded in this room. So you've got to get in it. You have to, if it's not this one community overall, you've got to get an expanded community. You're also not just not meant to do it alone. You know, that's, that's not on this list, but I'm just going to add it on to number nine is you can't do it alone. You shouldn't have to do it alone. The amount of times that I probably would have thrown in the towel this year because of how challenging this year was for me, but I had my sisters to support me and encourage me and remind me of my fucking power. That's probably one of the biggest reasons why I didn't give up outside of the fact that I have a really important mission in the world. But sometimes that mission gets clouded with the challenges. And when when it does get clouded with the challenges, that's when I have my support system, my sisters, my community. So moving on to number 10 is, and this is something I didn't realize until recently, actually, but your weekdays should excite you just as much as your weekends. The other day, actually, I was um, talking to Tony. It was a Sunday night. And I remember I was like, I just want it to be Monday already. I was so excited to start a new week because I love what I do. I love my routines. I love my work. I love how I wake up in the morning and how I spend my time indulging in these 
rituals that serve me. I love how I feel. I love the good food that I eat. Like my quote unquote mundane feels like magic, you know, like my every day. And I, I don't, it's not mundane, you know, like I just feel, say mundane because I feel like people feel like their weekdays are mundane, but mine aren't. I love my fucking life. I love the simplicity of it. Like I don't have to constantly be going out on these like wild adventures and, and vacations and first class flights to get that feeling of, I love my life. I literally get it in my normal day where I wake up in the morning, I read journal, meditate, visual, visualize, stretch, get a workout in, start working, start serving my clients, start creating, wait for my man to get home, go to the gym with him, eat our regular food. Like I love it. I love it so much. And I just think like, I have such a big smile on my face as I I say this, because like not a lot of people can say that. And I've created it so like to the T of what I love, even down to how I drink and the mugs that I drink out of, like everything feels like a masterpiece, even though it's my every day, even though it's normal. And so I just want to remind you that it's possible for you to find magic in simplicity and that your weekdays should light you the fuck up just as much as your weekends. Stop living for the weekends. I didn't quit my job to keep living for the weekends. I didn't start this whole experience to still be living for the weekends. And I know you didn't either. So make your everyday taste like magic. Number 11. When you say yes and go all in, like you fully say yes, the universe provides so fucking much like so much. So I've shared this a bit. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I'll talk about it now. With the conference that I had the vision of back in July, um, I said yes. I said yes to creating it once I saw the vision, but I didn't say a full body. I didn't give it a full body. Yes. I didn't give it my all because it felt really scary. It felt really new. And so I was kind of in this like half in half out. I'll say yes, but I'm not going to let go of what's working because this is working and I'm afraid to fully let go. (laughs) So just in case I'm going to keep this and what that was essentially saying to what what I was embodying was I don't fully trust myself to make this new vision come to life. So I'm going to stay small and stay safe and not go all in. And once I realized that and decided like, fuck that, I'm going all in and I'm saying yes, fully the fears that I had around the conference, like, who would fly out to see me? I'm not that important. This experience, I've never done this before. Maybe it should be small. I'll keep the venue really small. Like all the fucking ego ass thoughts and, and beliefs. As soon as I said, fuck that, I'm playing big. The universe provided immensely. Like with a 
not very expensive venue even though the venue itself is very very high end and like holy fucking shit I'm like how did I get this for that much like I'm so blessed I'm so grateful um meeting the right people tickets started starting to sell even more um just everything started to come together and it was like this little wink it felt like a little wink from the universe like you said yes. Now, now I got you, baby. You know, and I was like, oh, thank you, daddy. <laughs> you know, like, thank you. I, I receive because I understood that all it meant I had to do was fully say yes. And the universe was going to support me in ways that I couldn't have imagined before I said yes. All right. So this is your invitation. Say yes, fully fully all in on the thing that you're dreaming of. You will be supported. All right. Number 12, everyone, and I mean, everyone goes through shit and you cannot rely on social media to tell you the whole story. You guys know that I tried to be as honest and transparent and real about my journey and my process. Um, And there was a lot of times that I even caught myself posting stuff that was like, it was real, but it wasn't the whole story. You know, like I I would post like, oh, going on a walk, love this walk, but like on the walk. I would, I was thinking, I was like crying, (laughs) you know, I was like, well, fuck, like I'm going on this walk to support myself, but like, I feel really like frustrated and sad and confused right now. And, you know, it's like, I do my absolute best to share everything, but there's also some things that you kind of just have to go through behind the scenes. And I think that it's just important as a creator on my end that I do my best to share as much as feel as much as feels right for me. And like, I don't have to share everything, but I do have to be transparent in the fact that like, if I am going through something, I'm not pretending that I'm not. And then as a consumer, know that there are a lot of people out there who aren't sharing the whole story and aren't as transparent as I usually am. You know, so like you just have to remember that everyone goes through shit. You should not be comparing yourself just on social media. I mean, you shouldn't be comparing yourself at all, but specifically on on social media, because that's how we're so involved in everyone's life, right? Everyone goes through something. Everyone, not just something, many things. You know, I went through a lot. There was many crying on the shower in Tony's arms moments this year and there was even a point where I I didn't want to be such a burden anymore to Tony that I started to just do it myself and and then I realized that that's not good for me either so like long story short (laughs) social media doesn't tell the whole story and if there are people out there who aren't like you can just tell that like they're just sharing the highlight reels I would recommend not consuming that, especially if it's affecting you and you're comparing yourself. Like, why am I not that happy? Why does she have this? And I don't have that. Why am I going through something? And she's not, it's not fucking real. It's not true. All right. Gorgeous. Okay. 
Um, ooh, I should have added this one with the businessy, more business stuff, but this was an important lesson. And I think that someone here can, can relate to this. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just me. I don't know. Um, but I have it listed here and I'm trying to think of a better way to say it, but dropping the hard work too soon. And what I mean by this is I had built a really, really great reputation with my community and the people in my community. However, my community is kind of a baby community. And I kind of forgot. I think that I just was relying on like the fact that my community already knew me. I forgot that there was a lot of people who didn't know me and weren't really like involved in the community that I built. And so I acted as if I didn't have to work hard to gain their trust and to get them to know, like, and trust me because I already had people who did. But if you want to grow and scale, you can't just rely on the people that you have. You've got to obviously nurture the people that you have, but also focus on growing that community. And I didn't do that. I forgot. I was like, my reputation is built. It's fine. I don't need to work that hard. I don't need to um, nurture people. I don't need to introduce myself. Like I kind of had this, like almost like on a pedestal, like I've already done it and I don't need to do it anymore. And that was fucking bullshit. <laughs> it was, it was such bullshit. Like that's not true. Especially if you have a baby community right now, I don't care how successful you are you need to make sure that you are still nurturing your community and getting people to know, like, and trust you. Like that doesn't end because you've had success. It doesn't end because you have a little bit of, a little bit of community that does know, like, and trust you, you know? So that was a really important lesson for me to learn is that like, no matter how big or how successful I get, I still need to remember that people who are new to my world don't know me and I need to give them the opportunity to know me and I need to make sure that they know that I actually fucking care about them. Okay. Very, very important lesson. Okay. Number 14, this kind of piggybacks off of that one. But genuinely caring about people goes a long way. And I think something that, because I'm kind of like in this, this arena or the, in this phase, I don't know what it is, of like breaking away from the coaching industry so that I can make an even bigger impact, right? Like with doing speaking, with the podcast, with the masterminds, with the conference, um, I'm not doing a lot of coaching this year. Well, yeah, in 2023. Um, because what I realized was there's so much freaking resentment in the coaching industry. Because there's not a lot of people who genuinely care. Like there are, the resentment that it has been built is like so valid. I've speak, spoken to a lot of people who are like, I just feel resentful. Like, I don't want to invest in another coach because of the lack of care and the lack of like 
genuine love and intimacy and, um, yeah, like desire to actually serve. Like so many people just felt like a number and the amount of clients that came to me in 2022 with that, I was shocked because I feel like the foundation of my business is caring about other people, like genuinely caring. And I didn't realize how, how important that actually was in this industry and how lost it's become in this industry. So if that is you, if you feel like this resentment towards the industry, I get it. I feel you and I see you. And I just want you to know that I will do everything in my power to make sure that you feel like a person who is cared for and like you matter and your business matters and your success matters and your results matter. Like, I just want you to know that I care about that. And I, there's a lot of people that unfortunately forgot that. And I think this is why I retain a lot of clients. Like my, my retention rate, I don't know the exact number right now off the top of my head, but it's, it's very high. Um, and when I say my retention rate, I mean, like if someone comes into my world, they usually end up staying in my world for at least six months. And if they take a little break of working with me, they end up coming back out of pure desire. And I think it's because they've maybe haven't experienced a coach or a mentor or a leader care about them as much as me, because I really fucking care about you guys. Um, and I'm not like saying there's people out there who don't, who there are a lot of people out there who do care. There are 100%. And there's a lot of people out there who forgot. And I think that we're in a season right now where people are starting to remember that. And all of that is starting to come to the surface and it needs to, so that we can get back into genuinely caring about people and being in integrity and being of actual service. So number 14, genuinely caring about people goes a long way. Number 15 is breakthroughs happen faster in person. I... <laughs> This is the first year that I've like actually gotten out of my little bubble of an online coaching business and went outside of being online and holy fucking shit. <sighs> I love it. This is like obviously one of the biggest reasons why, why I'm hosting this conference is because attending these types of events and experiencing the quick and fast transformation and seeing other people experience that in those rooms as well. I was like, that's what I want to be a part of. Like, I think the online stuff is great. You guys know, I fucking love it. Like I love the fact that I can take client calls from my bed and getting into rooms like that quick transformation, like deep healing in collapsed periods of time. And I love that. I love to witness it in real time. So if you are someone who's like, I want that type of transformation, or maybe you want to facilitate that transformation, start getting in the rooms. 
come to Embodied Live, find other local events in your area. Like seriously, these that that type of breakthroughs and transformation, I've never witnessed anything like it. It's incredible. Number 16 is um, you are safe to not people, please. <laughs> so um, this kind of goes off of the whole, The I think the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why I had the lesson of doing so much and not making as big of an impact as I actually wanted to make was because I was people pleasing. I wanted to make sure that everyone had a place and I wanted to make sure that everyone's needs were met before mine. And it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Trust me. I I did it. Please don't do this yourself. <laughs> Take it from me. It doesn't work. And that's just one example of people pleasing, you know, like there, there were many, many times that I caught myself falling back into patterns of people pleasing and every single time, no one really felt good in the process. I didn't feel good. Usually the person on the other side of it didn't feel good. Maybe they were grateful, but the energy was just weird. It was just weird. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but you are safe to not people please. And the moment that I stopped people pleasing and like decided that I get to honor my boundaries and put my desires first, but not from a place of being selfish, but from a place of service, life got a whole lot better for everyone involved. So just know that you are safe. You're also safe to say no to things that don't feel aligned. And this is actually um, number 17, which is good intentions. With good intentions, you can have hard conversations and they can actually be really healing. So there were many, many times throughout this year that I had to have really challenging conversations that old me would have run from. Like I would have avoided it at all costs. Because I would somehow justify like, oh, I don't want the drama or it doesn't matter. I'll get over it. Um, yes. And they're important conversations to have, like truly. And if you come at it with a really good heart and good intentions, the conversation can actually heal you and the person on the other side. And I'll just give an example. Um there was actually two times this year, one at the beginning of the year, one more recently, where someone had used my trademark of the embodied coach. And a part of me, like I felt my like, I felt my fight or flight turn on of like, oh my God, why are they doing this? What the fuck? How can I stop this? And then I would try to be like, let's just like, light. <laughs> Let's just avoid this and act like it didn't happen. But in each moment, I was reminded of how I can have hard conversations and that they don't have to be mean or filled with drama. It can be really loving and kind. And so both of the people who totally unknowingly, by the way, like they did not know that the embodied coach was trademarked, 
which you guys like, because the coaching industry is so unregulated, like there's a lot of uh, copyright discrepancies and, um, and when you, when it does happen, like if, if you have a trademark, like you have every right to say like, Hey, this is already trademarked, even though that's not really talked about in the coaching industry Two, if you want to trademark something because you feel it belongs to you or in some capacity, like go trademark your shit. And like, also no learning lesson. This isn't on the list, but learning lesson here is like, if you are a manifesting generator, <laughs> trademarking is probably not like the best idea or necessary just because like your mind is always going to change. <laughs> just maybe it's a me thing. But now I'm like, I don't, I don't fully care if somebody did use the embodied coach because I'm kind of releasing the embodied coach. However, I, it was important at the time for me to reach out to those people and have a really hard conversation about how they are um, using the, my company's name and my trademark of the embodied coach and to kindly ask them to change it. And I approached it with an open heart and in a very loving way. And it was well received from both, both of them. And both of them were like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. Let me get on that. Let me change it. And it was a healing experience for me for sure. And I know, I don't know about one of the person, one of the people, but I know one of the women that I had to have a conversation with, it was so healing for her as well. So you can have hard conversations and they can be really loving and they can lead to a lot of healing and you're safe to do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Number 18 is you can do hard things. Um, and you guys know that I love, I love to push my edge. This is a core part of my brand. I love to push myself in the sense of like, I, I want to know what I'm actually capable of. And the lesson that I learned this year is how I'm more, I'm even more capable of doing hard things than I even thought I was. And some, some of the biggest examples that I can share with you, um, first was like, I really physically pushed myself this year. Um, and I'm going to continue that in 2023 in an even bigger way. But there was multiple times that I pushed myself physically, like I did the incline, which is this thing. And it's a staircase. It's over 2000. It's about 2,800 steps. Um, I did that again and beat my time. I um, was just like really always pushing myself at the gym and like going harder than I thought that I was capable of. And it proved a lot to me. Like I was like, oh, damn, like I can do hard things, <laughs> you know, and it was really cool to witness my growth in real time. Another thing that I did was a five day fast, which was, oh my God, such a crazy experience. Um, but more, more than the experience of like the clarity that I got from it and the benefits that I got from it. Um, it proved to me once again, that I can do hard things. And I thought that that was really amazing and beautiful. And, and it gave me my trust back in myself. 
And then also the biggest one by far, by far this year was how I booked a first class flight to Europe four weeks out and traveled all around Europe by myself. And this probably one of the most proudest things. I'm like getting emotional talking about it. Probably one of the most proudest experiences of my life. Oh my God, I'm so emotional about it. I haven't had a moment to talk about it in a really long time. Um, but coming from an extremely codependent and, um, yeah, coming from a codependent background, um, and not trusting myself and not trusting my finances and not trusting my relationship all the way to going on this trip and flying first class and being by myself, like, I feel like I could do anything. Seriously. Like, I'm so proud of myself. And it just made me feel again, like I am capable of anything I put my mind to. And I am so strong. And I'm so powerful. And I'm so capable. And I don't need to fear like I can really go big. I can go big and trust myself in going big. (sighs) It was such a valuable lesson to just like see how far I've come, you know? Okay. Enough of the the sniffles. (laughs) Um, Number 19, wealth is an identity. I, um, as you guys know, I actually, you might not know this. Maybe you know this. I had a really hard time claiming the word wealth for a really long time because I thought that wealth meant I had to have like at least a million dollars in my bank account to be considered wealthy. And so I steered away from using the word wealth for a long time. Until I realized and understood what wealth actually was, which the root word of wealth is well, and that well is the meaning of the word well is well-being. And I started to realize more and more as I grew my bank accounts to bigger than I ever thought possible. I'll just say that. Um, I realized that I was wealthy, but Like I I was wealthy from the perception of numbers that I thought meant to be wealthy, but I still didn't identify as wealthy and that's what needed to change. I needed to let myself identify as wealthy because wealth is an identity. It's not how much money you have in the bank. It's who you are and it's what you believe And it's your relationship with money. It's your relationship with yourself. Um, So I identify as wealthy now. (laughs) And that was a big lesson for me because it was really hard for me to do that. I was, I was, I had a really big limiting belief that I wasn't there yet, but I am, I am there, not just financially, but also and how I see myself. And that was a really powerful lesson. 
Okay, number 20, we've got the three more. Okay, so this was actually a really big lesson that um, came to life pretty recently, which is some of your desires won't manifest if they are borrowed desires. So I look at my vision board that I created um, this time last year, and I see how many of these things don't actually belong to me. Like, <laughs> you guys are going to think this is so funny. I have a girl doing the splits on my vision board because I thought it would be really cool to do the splits. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally the only reason why I have that. I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like I want to do the splits. Like that girl does the splits. I want to be able to do the splits. So I put a girl doing the splits on my vision board, but I don't actually care about doing the splits. Like, do I care about flexibility and mobility and healthy muscles? And <laughs> yes, for sure. But because doing the splits wasn't an actual desire of mine. It wasn't a soul led desire. It didn't manifest. So no, I cannot do the motherfucking splits y'all. And I'm okay with that. Another example is I thought that my expression of wealth was going to come through in a designer handbag because I saw other people's expression of wealth coming through designer handbags. But the truth is, is I don't actually give a fuck about a designer handbag. Like I think in some ways it, it would be cool to own one for like expansion and prosperity, like embodying that. But I have other ways of embodying prosperity. I don't need a designer handbag. And there, let me, let me also say like, I can go buy many designer handbags right now if I wanted, but it's not a real desire. It's not true desire for me. And so it, of course it didn't manifest, you know, like it wasn't real for me. It wasn't true for me. So the lesson in this, you guys is make sure, especially going into the new year, that when you are mapping out your desires and when you are creating your vision boards and you are writing your affirmations, they actually are yours. They're actually yours. Don't let them be other people's. Like, this is your fucking life, your desires, your reality. And if doing the splits and owning a designer handbag isn't actually that important to you, but you think it should be important to you based off of, of other people, we got to cut that shit out. So make sure that your desires are yours. And I promise they will actually manifest. Number 21 is... When you ask for expansion, understand that it, it's going to come with pain. So on my vision board this year of 2022, I have the words in big, bold letters, expansion. What I didn't know <laughs> was expansion isn't always easy. So Think of it like a muscle. When you want to expand your bicep, you've got to lift heavier. You've got to do harder things. And the next day, you're sore as fuck. Like, it hurts. It's hard to move. And you're like, oh, damn, like, that's painful. 
<laughs> but then a couple days later, the pain goes away and you feel stronger. And what a beautiful life lesson that is. You know, like on the other side of pain is strength. That doesn't mean that you have to constantly be in pain or have to constantly be going through something in order to expand. However, understand that a part of expansion is going through hard things. It's just, it's just life, you know, it's, it's exactly like building a muscle. It's not easy. It's not easy in the moment. It's not easy the next day, but a couple days later, you see the results of your hard work. You see the um, strength that you occurred mentally, emotionally, and physically through pushing yourself in the expansion. So that was lesson number 21. We love expansion. We love the hard things that come with the expansion. And just know that if you're going to ask, ask for expansion, it's going to come with it. That's part of the territory. And finally... This is, I don't want to say my biggest lesson because all of these are my biggest lessons, but I think collectively, this is a big lesson for everyone. And it is, sorry, I needed some chai. To get back to the roots of why you started your business. So I think a lot of people have, including myself this year, fell off track as to why they started their business and they started focusing on um, what everyone else was doing what's popular what's trending the money the distractions and they ended up forgetting why they said yes to doing this work to begin with and now after 2022 for a lot of people was a year of death and letting things fall apart and letting th things crumble so that we can rebuild people are rebuilding the actual roots of why they started it's like it's almost ooh ooh good analogy so it's almost like like think of it your business as a building and in 2022 this big fucking construction thing came in and demolished it all and it crumbled and you are standing in the ashes of what you built but then you look down and you see the roots of where you started and the why you started and then you start building from that and that's why I'm so excited for 2023 I am so excited to see what's in store for you as you get back to the roots of your business, the roots of your why. I am so excited for me and to watch my journey unfold as I get back to the roots of my, my business and my clients and the big things that they're up to that is aligned with their big important why and their big important mission. I, I have chills thinking about it. I'm so lit up about how everyone is like, has done this big 360 oh, over the past like three years, it feels like. And they're like, ah, uh, yeah, I remember now. I remember now. And when you remember the roots of your business, the roots, the roots of your why, 
that's when you're in your purpose and that's when nothing will ever stop you. I hope you enjoyed this final episode of 2022. I know I've enjoyed recording it and reflecting back on what a wild fucking year 2022 has been. And I hope that you take all these lessons and you learn from them, learn from my lessons and apply them in the new year. Because I think that it really is about to be the most magnificent, aligned and beautiful year yet. So cheers to you. Cheers to everything you have accomplished, everything you have become, everything you have let go of in 2022 and cheers to everything you are going to become and are going to create and are going to accomplish in the new year. I love you so much. And thank you so much for being a part of my journey and allowing me to be a part of yours. Here's to the new year, embodied woman. <laughs>